The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. I hope you've had a wonderful day. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about parenting your inner child. Your inner child. Isn't that wonderful? You know, a lot of people wonder what that is. And and the inner child, I'll go into definitions, but I'm going to give it to you straight from how I see the inner child. The inner child is is truly created uh, by events and also by consistent behaviors that people experience as children uh, where they feel like their life is out of control. And what the inner child does is it finds ways to cope with things that, f- that, that the child feels are dangerous to, to the child. And so, you know, for instance, you know, a child may begin to uh, react by going to their room or hiding uh, when their parents are fighting, and so they avoid conflict, and then what they end up doing is avoiding conflict when it comes into a scenario when they're an adult and trying to interact with their spouse. Uh, you know, things like that. Responses, being defensive and angry when they're being caught in a lie. Um, that may be a, a inner child response because they decide that they don't want to be uh, looked at as a bad person. And so a child avoids, you know, telling the truth and then they carry that forward into life. And that becomes a life pattern as an adult. So inner child is a very interesting thing. Some people say it's, it's a very destructive thing, but in, in other uh, regards, if you come to grips with that part of yourself, you can actually empathize with people a lot more, and you can also recognize the deep insecurities that all of us carry throughout our life and how we cope with it. Uh, when you look at an adult person, you're often also looking at a very fragile child inside, and sometimes you're going to hit the triggers that bring that, that coping skill of a child out. And it's going to come at you, and it's not going to be like the 40, 50-year-old person you're staring at. It's going to be like a three-year-old. And uh, we often wonder, well, who is that? What is that about? What is that thing? Well, that's where people get stuck. They get stuck in their childhood based on events and based on the way of coping with consistent patterns, once again, where they felt dangerous. You know, destructive uh, behavior takes various forms from uh, subtle subtle, uh, self-sabotage to self-defeating patterns, to passive hostility, to severe self-destructive symptoms, violent aggression, and sometimes evil deeds. You know, commonly, destructive behavior in adult bears 
the the impulsive quality of childhood petulance or narcissistic temper tantrums or an infantile neediness or a dependency, a dread of abandonment. And that's a big one, by the way, especially in relationships or an irresponsibility and anger refusal to be an adult. And they call that, well, the Peter Pan syndrome. Uh, syndrome. And, and what... Um, Carl Jung uh, followers refer to as a a a, a, a complex uh, 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 is called a pure orpelia complex, and that is the archetypal notion that uh, male and female uh, or external child uh, provides a basis for what has uh, become the self uh, image or the self help of that person that means that 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 they often portray themselves as a child that they have very impulsive childlike boy and girl needs as adults and and so you know what is this thing does it truly exist and and why should we care if this inner child exists and the truth is it is real it's not it's not literal it's not physical but you know, it is metaphorically and figuratively real. It's it's like a complex in general, a, a psychological or um, or a, a phenomenological reality, and and it is extraordinarily powerful. Uh, one at that, indeed, most mental disorders and destructive patterns are, like Freud uh, first put forward, more or less related to reality, and extraordinarily powerful. Uh, we all were once children and still have that child dwelling within us, but most adults are very unaware of this. And this lack of conscious relatedness to our own inner child is preciously and precisely where so many behavioral, emotional, and relationship difficulties stem from. And a lot of people have to recognize this darn thing because if they don't, uh, they're going to find them their life on a very destructive life uh, life course. You know, there there comes a point in a person's uh, search for their true self that meeting their inner child often is a truly memorable and momentous occasion. And, and that means that if we can humble ourselves to recognize when we are immature, when we are impulsive, when we throw temper tantrums, if we can actually look back at those moments and admit that that was my inner child, that came from somewhere else in my childhood and actually face that, we can actually change it and become the adults that we are. It's not that they'll go away, but it's humbling to know that we are not as mature as our age. And, and when we are not as mature as our age, then we're able to manage it and become a much more uh, uh, trusted, much more consistent individual because we're managing to connect to our true self rather than our inner child. Our inner child represents something younger. It's emotionally not as intelligent as an adult. And, and oftentimes it comes from rejection when you were a child. All these emotional states that you felt ashamed of, let go, you forgot. Whenever you felt insecure, whenever you felt in fear, whenever you felt rejected, those things stay with you forever. The fear of abandonment comes from rejection in childhood. Uh, I can't tell you how many people tell me, you know, I was always the last one picked on the teams in school. That that sets in with people. That sets in their mind that, hey, I am rejected. 
And then that fear of abandonment can come forward. And it may not come forward in their relationships as friends, but it may come in forward in their relationship with their spouse. Uh, you know, finding your inner child is an occasion for celebration because it means that you're awakening. It means that you're coming into your own and you're actually admitting your, your faults, actually facing your, the reality of where you are not playing a full deck where you're coming from the past rather than living in the moment you're in as an adult. You know, um, you have to drop your ego to face your inner child because your inner child is embarrassing. Uh, throwing a temper tantrum, not talking to your spouse for five days. These are, these are very strong childlike qualities. Avoiding conflict when your spouse raises their voice. All these triggers are automatic. They're, they're pre-programmed. And you've got to learn to overcome those if you're going to a, and enjoy the responsibility of being an adult. And you want to reach out to that child with love, that inner child, and, and actually embrace them and protect them by becoming the adult that you are and step in front of them so that you don't live in fear and insecurity because that will go on throughout your whole life in your work, in your relationships, in every, your friendships, in every single thing that you do, they will come forward. So, so let's try to look at, at who... And what is the inner child? The inner child, as far as I understand it, and there's a million definitions of it, is a part of you, the conscious part of you that is, uh, exists in your mind. And that innocent part of you, and that means that person is right here listening to this broadcast right now, is, is much like a child, so much in fact that we call it the inner child. The inner child is a trusting, loving, playful, and free. But there's another side of the inner child, and that side is, uh, and by the way, that's your uh, adult self that goes to Disneyland, wears the ears, and has a great time, and, and spends a whole lot, because I do that, but I don't wear the ears. But I go to Disneyland, and it does. It brings out the inner child, because it is a beautiful, wonderful place. The rides are, are spectacular, and obviously seeing it through your children's eyes makes it even better, but that brings out that inner child. You know, uh, there, there's another side, and, and that is the ego. And that is the dark side of your inner child. And, and that calls for a lot of coping skills, that inner child. It has uh, um, great value if you recognize it. You've got to recognize that dark side because it, it, it's kind of like a threesome. It's you, the self, the soul, the higher self, and your inner child. So self, soul, and inner child. These are three key components. Uh, 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 components of what the inner child theory comes from. And, and together, all three of you move through your current self towards goals of spiritual growth that you chose before you came into this life. It, you know, that means that we have very natural predestined talents within all of us. We're a soul living a human life. And under our human life, and our human life is how we function, we make money, we work, we do all kinds of things, we have relationships, we network, we raise our children. These are functions of human life, but why are we here is what our soul is about, and how we help others in this life is what our soul is about, and where our natural passions and gifts are, that is where the soul is. The inner child can get in the way because it can be so destructive and so insecure that we never get to what our passions are because we fear. 
And because we live with the fear of rejection and the fear uh, of never making our goals. And so we've got to tackle this thing. And uh, people that live with a lot of negative self-talk have a very strong inner child. That means they look down on themselves. They basically say, well, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that. They're, they're their own strong critic. That means they have a very strong, it's a very strong indicator they have a very strong inner child that is preventing them from fully uh, becoming who they really are. Also, um, people that defend themselves when they really don't need to. They just you know, automatically hear something that, that, that offends them and it may not be directed towards them but they have to form an opinion and put something forward. You know, children are very defensive and very sensitive and so we have to understand that many people go through life and defend themselves when they never need to and so that is an indication that there's a very strong inner child living within that person also you know negative self-talk is very damaging and we when we say such things as like I'm stupid or how can I've been so dumb we're actually saying that we were told this as a child and we believed it. And that tells us where damage has happened. And, and so this is where when people do uh, what's called inner child therapy, they focus on this self-talk. They focus on what people say about themselves. It's one thing to be humble. It's another thing to be self-destructive. You know, being humble is recognizing where we're not strong, but being uh, a child and being self-destructive is actually just looking at ourselves and just continuously pointing out our greatest fears and faults about ourselves. Um, basically, we think that if we insult ourselves, it's going to stop everyone else from insulting us. But the truth is, it just encourages them to do more, and that pushes us even deeper into this inner child. And I'm hope I'm I'm communicating in a way because I'm using some psychological terminology, but I'm trying to communicate in a way to help you understand at least what this thing looks like. Because before we can dissect it and get down to how to fix and adjust and make peace with our life, we really have to get to know what this thing is. Um, you know, when we needlessly defend, uh, as I spoke of earlier, we leave our inner child vulnerable to attack. And, and uh, you know, it, it, there's an analogy like of a nurse guarding the infant, you know, against... Uh, some ungodly defense, you know, where the windows and, and everything around the cradle, it, it looks like vulnerability. It looks like that, that the child is vulnerable. Maybe there's an enemy 20 miles away, but we're defending the child at that time and taking a lot of strong defenses. That, that's kind of what I'm talking about. When we are actually trying to prevent uh, danger from happening, where we overprotect, that's what that means that the child, this person, who the one who's overprotecting, the one who is over gregarious in how they protect a child, for instance, that person actually has a very fragile inner child. You know, a lot of people will overcompensate for fears, and the reason they do that is because that part of their childhood was destroyed. That part of their childhood was very vulnerable. That means that their parents did not help them in that area. You know, you know we do not want the inner child to block us, and, and uh, we want to look at what we can do to make them our partner in our daily life and resolve the issue that they'll stop blocking our attempts to communicate 
And the reason they do that, the, the, the inner child, is once again fear, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of, uh, of, of being perceived in a way that they won't be accepted. And, and so we have to overcome these things. And in a partnership, we, we make and keep agreements with this inner child as we get to know it and how we can work together. And many people in psychology work with this inner child uh, theory. And once again, it is just a theory in inner child, but it is extremely real. And the people that work with this are very specialized in this area, succeed strongly in removing a lot of barriers and bad patterns that adults have in their life. You know, when you see a block, something that you've always done that is extremely destructive, that's your inner child. Something that you always do. Let's just say you have obsessions and compulsions. That means that those obsessions and compulsions are often built around fears that you had as an inner child. And you want to ask yourself, why do I stop myself? Why do I have a destructive pattern? Well, what does my inner child need? What did I need as a child and why did I do this as a child? We examine that. We look back at that and then we can remedy it by comforting and developing a different way of coping with that negative pattern that we may do. You know, many people may uh, take money and just stuff it, just save it and save it and save it and save it and save it. And that's great because they think they're saving for their future, but what they're also doing is destroying their quality of life as it exists. But that's because many children never got anything as a child. They didn't get a lot of comfort. They didn't get a lot of money. They didn't get a lot of things that, that, that to play with. They had to use their brains, which is not a destructive thing. It's not a bad thing, but sometimes you know, people that live in poverty just have nothing. And so you find them as adults uh, sticking their money everywhere they can possibly stick it. And, and that is that inner child hoarding because they never got anything as a child. As a matter of fact, hoarders have huge inner child problems. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about nurturing, taking care of this inner child, and healing it. And I'm not trying to be all ethereal and soft and, and warm here. I, I really want to make this real for you. So let's take a break, come back, and really dissect and figure out how we can get through this inner child. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? 
Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but... If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about parenting your inner child. Now, now what I'd like you to do is conceptualize yourself and your child self. So your adult self and your child self. And what we're going to do is become the parent of our own self as a child. And, and so from, you know, to become aware of yourself as a child, you want to understand what kind of feelings, needs, and fears did you have. And you want to write those kind of things down. Write them down and, and figure out what were those things that I operated as a child. And I'm sure... In, in, entrenched in your memories are a lot of fears and needs and feelings that weren't honored. And I can guarantee you the problems that you have in this life are rooted to those very things and the communication problems that you have in life are rooted to these things and how you coped with the lack of these needs being met. Needs, fears, and feelings. The more aware of this child we are, the less the child will need to push forward and take over. So we want to try to figure out what we can do for the child, especially if your inner child is afraid. Uh, you know, your inner child needs protection. Safety is the first thing that all children look for. All babies, all infants are always looking for protection because they are so vulnerable. And, you know, you need to help set up healthy boundaries, just like you do around your child. Many people are overprotective over their child, like they won't put them out in public because they're afraid they'll get sick. You know, they, they take extra precautions and what kind of milk they have, where they sleep, what are the conditions, how clean is the environment. There's all kinds of boundaries that we set around our inner, our child, our children. When we have them, we need to do the same thing for ourselves. We need to feel safe and we need to set up an environment, a home, a work environment, whatever we do that makes us feel secure and safe. Uh, you know, it's so funny. For me, I operate really well in low lighting. I don't like real intense lighting. And it doesn't, I'm not, I'm light sensitive, sort of, but it's weird. I make sure that when I set myself in an environment, I set myself in an environment that lighting feels good and warm. And to me, that brings out a better adult self. If I'm put up in, into big, broad lights when it's too light, 
it really bugs me. And I notice that my inner child, me as an inner child, my, my childlike self, comes out a lot more because I don't like all the light. It doesn't make me feel at home. And I'm not talking about a sunny day or anything. I'm talking about an environment where where there's lighting, you know, like a warehouse or whatever. That drives me nuts if it's overlit. Um, and I'm aware of that. I'm totally aware of that. You know, it can be very helpful to get a child's point of view on major things. So you can consciously respect needs and and take your inner child's viewpoint into account because I am sure that when we hear our children talk back to us and have questions, our child, our inner child, our chi- in our childhood, we had those same concerns or something very similar. And so you want to relate to that. Don't, don't, don't be defensive to children when they have questions or they react negatively to a situation. Understand that they are coming from a perspective that we need to get to know within ourselves, that we carry their same fears within ourselves and deal with them sometimes at the same level they do. You know, it can be very helpful to to learn how to express your feelings, especially hurt feelings, anger and disappointment, and develop a vocabulary for describing our feelings, to work on our self-worth and entitlement. And I, I often talk to people about the idea of our adult self compared to our aggressive childlike self. Uh, We oftentimes, when you see yourself fighting and being aggressive and having a very high tone and and using a lot of visual, uh, like using your hands and stuff like that, that tells you that that person has inner child problems. And if you're joining that person, that means you have two children fighting with each other. Now, an adult, when they communicate, especially during conflict, they speak to their emotions rather than demonstrate. So if we're going to do safe conflict and we're not going to bring out the inner child, what we want to do is just state our feelings. You know, I'm very stressed out about this. I'm very unhappy. I'm very frustrated with you. I'm enraged with you about the way you handled this the other day. You see, there's no tone. You see, that there's no need to, to demonstrate an emotion. Children demonstrate emotions. Adults just need to speak to them. And so that huge understanding. If you are a very dramatic arguer, if you are a very aggressive arguer and you do conflict in a very aggressive way, that's telling you you've got some major inner child problems and you need to get to know that little booger. And you need to learn how to communicate as an adult. And that means state your feelings rather than demonstrate. Very important as far as human adult communication. And if you're going to do marriage, you better learn how to do that. Otherwise, you guys are going to be singing opera every day of your lives and you're going to wear each other down and eventually get divorced. I call that as a therapist, marriage family therapist, job security. All right, so you want to stay out of situations that are really toxic for your inner child. Uh, For instance, bad relationships with aggressive partners, not a good thing. If you cannot get a partner to calm down and become an adult, you are probably married to a child. So bad relationship, bad partner, don't marry him. And if you did marry him, get to therapy and see if you can get the adult self out of them or get them in therapy so they could deal with their inner child and stop bringing it out upon you. You know, this is huge. You know, find people and perhaps groups uh, where your child, inner child feels safe and enjoys being with people. And this means that your inner child actually gets a chance to come out. 
You know, it's so funny. Um, on a vacation uh, at one point, um, I took uh, ukulele lessons, and I know that sounds stupid, but what it what it was is it's it's so fun to play the instrument with a group of people. It's not about the instrument itself; it is about discovering music and the beauty of music and being able to actually play music. And I'm no good at it, but I mean, I enjoy playing with a group of people uh, playing the ukulele. Well, I know that's my inner child. That is my inner child, and believe me, it has to come out sometimes. And when it does it's fun it's a good thing and people share that with you and, and it's not something to be embarrassed about but that's a healthy environment that's a healthy place to exercise that part of yourself you know uh, also we have to recognize children including our inner child need enough fee- food and rest and they don't need to overeat or sleep all the time. Healthy habits support and strengthen your child. So meaning that we have discipline around how we eat. We have discipline around sleep, that we don't just sleep all day or call in sick to work all the time. People that call in sick to work all the time, inner child. People that have stomach problems or all kinds of issues where they can't get to work, they have these somatic symptoms that the doctor can't really truly diagnose that they're just guessing at and nobody has the cure, that's inner child. That means that person had huge traumatic problems in their childhood. Therapy. Therapy is a real good thing for somebody who can't step into their adult life and take responsibility because they have all these somatic problems, meaning undiagnosable problems that stand in front of them and prevent them from becoming an, a responsible adult. Um, you know, if your inner child needs financial security, try to figure out how to best meet these needs. You know, people that don't have a lot of money hoard. They'll hoard and hoard and hoard and hoard, and if they live that way, they feel safer around their stuff. Well, that represents financial uh, 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 depend or independence. I'm sorry, but that is not a good way to let your inner child run your life. What you want to do is learn how to save money, 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 real money, not objects, not buying things, not hoarding things out of trash cans. Objects uh, create. Are, are basically toys, things that we grab out of people's trash cans or, or go to TJ Maxx and buy the cheapest possible thing. These are, these are toys, guys, and that is your inner child running wild, and we need to control that. If you want to feel financially strong, put money in the bank. If it's $5, if it's $1, at least start somewhere and make an account and actually take care of it like you did your piggy bank and don't rate it. Actually build yourself into somebody that saves money but doesn't end up destroying their quality of life, meaning you don't starve yourself and you have a roof over your head and you live in a safe neighborhood and you're able to provide for your family. But if you have extra money, put it away, even if it's a dollar, even if it's 50 cents, at least do that. Have a, have a, have a change jar that you dump your excess change into. This is something that tells you you have some financial ability as an adult to be financially secure. Also, you know, children, what else do they need? Well, they need routine, order, predictability so that we can relax and not always have to worry or wonder what's about going to happen. You know, have a routine when we eat dinner, when we eat breakfast, when we play with our kids, when we interact with our spouse. These are are very comforting things that people need and it means that our inner child will not come out and play. 
uh, unless it is a time for our inner child to come out and play. Let's say we're going to play with our kids. That may be a time for our inner child. So if that's a scheduled time, you know your inner child has a safe environment to come out. And once again, you don't want to deny your inner child. You want to allow it to have a place to vent, have a place to, to, to healthfully come out and not embarrass you as an adult. Um, also, you want to make that inner child feel good, whether it's at home, at work. You know, so colors, uh, things that give you comfort, uh, things that are objects, uh, pictures, plants, anything that gives you comfort, lighting, like I said, these are things that your inner child needs so they'll stay inside you. Also, we have to recognize, um, you know, that taking care of our spiritual uh, self can be very reassuring and comforting. This not doesn't have to be, uh, you know, like going to formal religion. Although this is familiar and supportive and can work for many people because they were forced to go to church as as children. But there are so many useful spiritual care uh, practices that nurture. Uh, our spirituality, and that can meet the needs of this inner child. And these kind of things include uh, meditation, prayer, guided imagery, art, music, time in nature, rituals, reading inspirational material, yoga, journaling, mindfulness, gratitude, and yes, uh, going to church. Going to church can be very healing. Uh, me being a Catholic, Catholic is boring, it's, it's a boring church, but going back to it, it is nothing but structure. I mean, you can literally go to any uh, Catholic church in the world, and they're doing the same service all over the world in the same days. Uh, that's just how it goes. And so when you go, you, you're going to go, and uh, you're pretty much going to get a service that you can predict. But that comfort in understanding what, when you're going, what it's going to be like, is a great thing, and it does nurture your inner child. You know, so uh, healing this inner child, we have to we have to uh, uh, look at something of the soul. The soul is is like our wise self, and they they know the past and they know the present and they know what they want in the future. And they're very sensitive. Uh, they're very innocent. The soul is very innocent and and defenseless. And so we as people to bring out our soul have to believe in ourselves. We have to be able to nurture our inner child so that it feels safe, so that our soul can actually do the work in our life. And I'm not trying to talk about, you know, be some guru from India telling you how to exist here. But, but what I'm trying to tell you is if we don't heal that inner child, we're going to have a very hard time finding what our soul's journey is in this life. You know, uh, the need to be heard. And this is extremely important, the need to be heard and how to get people's attention to be heard is very, very important. Now, here's a sense of communication that we all have to understand as adults. If we're going to communicate, we need to understand that our words are best heard when they're flat and straight, flat and straight. I'm, not, I'm saying not a lot of tone. If you think about all the movie lines that you ever remember, they were said flat and straight, flat and straight. And, and so what we want to do is we want to be heard and force people to listen to our words rather than our tone and rather than how our body language is. And, and so it is very important if we're going to heal our inner child to learn is to learn how to communicate and be heard. If we're not being heard, 
the person that is listening, the person that is listening is in control of the conversation. So if you're a good listener, you're likely going to be heard. And if you're not being heard, you have the right to ask for somebody's eye contact and tell them, I don't think you're hearing me. And help them, and if they're, they're being defensive, and if they're throwing a lot of childlike behavior, just keep it flat and straight. Keep it flat and straight, and even ask for a different time to visit them if, they, if you don't feel like they're hearing you. Also, we want to uh, 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 communicate with our inner child, but the way that we want to communicate with our inner child is a little bit different. We need to do it in a way that is conscious. And so we want to ask our inner child things like, how are you today? And write it down. Write it down from the child, inner child perspective. And I'm not trying to be ethereal and weird here. I'm trying to help you understand that we have to take the unconscious, the subconscious, which is where the inner child lives, and bring it to the conscious so we can manage it. To do that, we want to look at what they're thinking, and that means to write it down. How are you today? What can I do for you today? Is there anything you want to tell me today? And that is stuff that brings it forward. These are questions, uh, you know, how can this work for you to make you feel safer? And let the ideas flow because that inner child is also our creative self. That is where some of the best parts of us are. Also, if you don't like to write things down, uh, talk, talk out loud, talk to, talk to a, a stuffed animal or, or something that, that is an object that is uh, familiar to you or extremely real to you. And, and, and healing the inner child would be, you know, asking those kind of questions, you know, how are you? What can I do to make you feel safer? These are things that we can dialogue with our inner child in a way that is conscious. Once again, the spoken word brings things to conscious. Okay, um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about consciousness and change. We're going to talk about our wise self, which is our soul. And we're going to also talk about how this dialogue that we can have with our inner child can help us. And I'm, once again, worried that everyone's going to think this is some stupid ethereal show, but it is a very real show. And uh, I hope you're starting to realize where uh, inner child comes through. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. 
Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the beautiful and wonderful thing of the inner child and how to parent that inner child within us. Um, We have to look at consciousness, you know, and uh, the rational reasons for healthy uh, change are never enough. You know, as research tells us that that, that uh, many programs fail because they do not deal adequately with the matter of human motivation, uh, whether it's uh, public education about smoking, healthy eating habits, preventing sexually transmitted diseases, or any number of health concerns, the greatest challenge is our resistance to change. And our resistance to change often comes from the fears of our own inner child. And this uh, difficulty is our subconscious actually running the show. And our subconscious is where our inner child uh, lives. And it it is motivated uh, to protect. And so many times the logical thing to do is never the thing that gets done. It's what the inner child dictates to do because it is afraid. And that means a fear of failure, a fear of rejection. And so what could be the most constructive an adult-like decision ends up being one that the child does. You know, the conscious mind can be thought of as a tip of an iceberg. And the subconscious is like the bulk of the iceberg beneath the surface. Uh, you know, let's suppose this iceberg is floating in the Arctic. And the conscious mind decides it would like to go south for the holidays. So the subconscious is used to going north at the time of year. So it says, what do you mean south? We always go north. I want to go north. Uh, you know, which is which way is the iceberg going to go? Well, who's going to win? Well, if you think about it like automatic pilot, some, suppose you want to fly to Hawaii for the holidays, but the automatic pilot is programmed to always bring your plane to Seattle. You take off, and before you know it, you're stepping on the gangway in your flowered shirt and sandals only to discover that you're in a rainstorm in Seattle in 40-degree temperature. You know, the subconscious is very slow to change. In in fact, it is so committed to its programmed ways of thinking and behaving that it can easily sabotage your best intentions to change. And if these changes go against its programming, the subconscious may always, always prefers the comfortable, the familiar, the predictable, and that's what children do. They go to the comfortable, the familiar, the safe. 
and 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 we develop uh, rituals around that, and that makes our inner child run wild. We cannot run our life by our subconscious. We have to operate in our conscious if we're going to be responsible adults. That means we have to manage our subconscious, which is much like managing a child, but that child is in us, and that is what this theory is all about. So, you know, we want to go back to our roots and, and you know, understanding our feelings. You know, you know we want to uh, uh, not feel like we are helpless and vulnerable. We want to develop a healing relationship with ourselves, and we need to have access to both the inner child, which is our subconscious, and the wise adult self. Uh, along, uh, you know, as long as we uh, run our lives 90% of the time in our adult self, we are in a great place. But if we're totally dominated by whims, fears, cravings, demands, desires, and strategies of our inner child's daily living, then we are running a life that is crazy-making, and I'm sure anybody around you thinks that you're a lunatic yourself. Um, you know, in contrast, the fully grown body of a mature adult and the body of a child is easy to see. And, and so the contrast between our full grown mind and its resources and life experience compared to our inner child is a little harder to see. But nevertheless, it's just as valid. Your wise adult self knows very clearly the reality that you're not a helpless infant. Even if you're bedridden and debilitated by illness, this is where a child could not. The adult part of you can be the big picture, the long view, the broad perspective, the place where we're headed. The major difference in perspective is that a child gets its identity from past memories, from helplessness, from dependency gone wrong, while the adult identifies with the present. The child projects old memories onto the present and lives in fear and in a sense views the present through very young eyes. The adult self on the other hand views the present through the eyes of a full grown person. Now, I often talk to you about a theory uh, called existentialism and what existentialism is, is living in the moment. Living in the moment, not the past, not the future. Giving the person in front of you all of who you are in that moment. That is existentialism. And when we live that way, we do not live in fear and we do not live within our inner child. That's why that theory is so profound and so life-changing because it allows you to be fully available to your partner, to your spouse, to your children, to your boss, to the customer in front of you if you live fully in the moment you're in. So to access the wise self, we cannot live in the past and in fears of what could happen in the future. We have to live in faith in the now, and we have to bring all our talents to the now. We want to be patient. We want to be faith-based. We want to talk to the best parts of people in front of us. We want to have unconditional acceptance of even the things that our inner child could not accept. We have to be uh, give empathetic and not sympathetic, empathetic understanding. And what empathy is, and I often bring this in a visual, is that empathy is when somebody dives off the cliff and you say, that sucks for you. I'll be glad to throw you a rope when you're ready. Sympathetics when someone jumps off a cliff and you jump off with them and you both sit down there and complain about it and nothing gets done and nothing constructive happens and that's because sympathy is your inner child, empathy is your adult self, 
allowing someone to be responsible for what they got themselves into and offering them other adult options to get themselves out of that scenario. So you can describe uh, uh, basically your adult wise self as what you look to in your parents and your grandparents and other caretakers, other friends, people you uh, look up to, mentors that operate in their adult life responsibly. That are These are roles models of what we want our wise self to be. And I will tell you that also the word integrity means everything. And what integrity really is, is being consistently our adult self in our life, meaning that we can be trusted and that our inner child will be safely contained in moments that are not hurtful to our lives. That we can go play in the water with our children, with our dog. We can go run in the park. We can act like a child. We can act like a lunatic. But it's not hurtful to who we are because we always go back to our adult self. Some people live to be the inner child. That means all they want to do is be irresponsible and have fun. And that is going to be a very destructive life. I can tell you someone that spends money like a crazy person and buys all kinds of things that sit in their closet in their garage for years and years that are never used, that is someone that has a lot of inner child problems. That's somebody that is impulsively stuck in their childhood that hasn't got to know their adult self. And so, um, you know, forming a healing relationship as we've talked about and 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 this is to get to that inner child we want to set the scene you know we want to have a very private conversation whether it's on paper whether it's to an object or in the shower we want to have a very very simple private conversation with our inner child and get to know what their needs are and once again it's going to dialogue back to the things the fears the needs the unmet needs uh that we had as children we want to adult wise self to be also having a dialogue with that inner child and that means options presenting uh, 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 an acceptance of emotional upsetness uh, accepting the insecurities that came from childhood but it's also about developing a sense of understanding and options that that inner child can have and we also want to conduct that dialogue with trust and rapport that we want to recognize that we're talking from two parts of ourself, our childlike self that is a destructive and inconsistent and scared, and our adult self that is secure, that is wise, and that is able to profess emotions without demonstrating them to our inner child. We also want to give the child and the inner child a place to speak and allow it to dialogue and tell what its needs are. And it may be, I need to go have fun. I need to go ride my bike. I need to go run. I need to go play in the park. I mean, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I need to go to a movie and just laugh. That's your inner child saying, I got to get a break here. Too much adult crap. I need a break. And we also need to respond to it and, and say what the needs of our adult self are. And hey, you know, I've got to do this and this today, but we're going to do, well, you know, I've got to go to work. I've got to conduct a meeting. But after that, we're going to go and go to a restaurant and have a good time with a friend of ours and laugh and, and get a release. And so we need to, to, to balance those two parts of ourselves and continue to recognize that they both have very different needs. And that is a humbling experience because that is saying that there is a child that lives within us. Well, yes, there is. We just have a responsibility to manage it just like we do our own children. 
You know, an inner child may express a long-held resentment, say something like, it's about time, you never listen, you never pay attention, I hate your guts. And again, the response needs to be unconditional acceptance and appreciation of this part of ourself and a willingness to express itself. You know, we are oftentimes locked into our adult life and do never have fun. If you watch somebody, if you know somebody that's always serious and always doing serious things, that person has denied their inner child and they've not had a chance to express it. But I'll guarantee you they have little quirky places secretly that they do express their inner child that nobody knows about or if they do, it's very few people. And so that's a person that is struggling with their inner child and developing that part of themselves. You know, it's so funny uh, the, the, uh, a classic story of this is Christmas Carol. If you look at Ebenezer Scrooge, it's about, it's about enveloping his inner child and actually balancing his life by discovering that part. And so he dialogues with ghosts in order to rediscover his past and reanalyze his life and rebalance his life. And, and hopefully he does that through that story. Well, we all need to do that. That is an inner child story, is the, is the wonderful story of Christmas Carol. And many, many of us know that. Um, you know, we need to ask ourselves, how well am I taking care of you when we're talking to our inner child? Uh, what do you need more of? What do you need less of? How well do you trust me to take care of you? How well am I feeding you? Uh, do you need, uh, what do you need in order to sleep better? How do you feel about your daily treatment? How do you feel about us uh, dialoguing together? How, how do you feel about relaxation? You know, these are very, very important inner child dialogues that we all need to have. And I know, once again, this is a very ethereal show, but it's also very real. You know, your relationship with your inner child can be a healing partnership to the degree that you can clearly access both sides of this relationship, the wise self and the inner child, and you can create an environment within your body of harmony and peace. This will have a major impact on your body chemistry, your healing process, your, your ability to, to live a healthy, healthy, and I'm talking about your mental and physical health and your stress in your life by recognizing these two parts of yourself. One point uh, on which psychologists and history of spiritual teachers agree is the importance of loving yourself. Well, I say loving yourself is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. That includes your inner child. You need to be able to manage that inner child and prevent things from hurting your inner child. Well, this seems to be an ideal on which we all agree rarely are we presented with a practical way of putting that principle into action? I'm hoping that this show has given you some, some way to embrace this inner child and have an open, unconditional acceptance demonstrated in, in this dialogue process that I've been talking about. And in fact, the fulfillment of that idea. So, you know, become mindful. Act on what you need rather than what you want. Needs are huge compared to wants. Act on uh, practice good self-care. That means take care of yourself. Take care of your basic needs. Eat well. Don't eat like a child. Set boundaries. Say no to things that hurt you. Protect yourself. Protect your inner child. And also forgive yourself and live intentionally. That means you live as a soul living a human life. You live in the moment. All right. 
Our next show is either going to be one of the two. I've been putting off this sports psychology, kids sports, and Nazi sports parents for quite a while. And that's because I'm looking to do a real sports interview with sports professionals. So we may do this next week. We may do this the following week. If we don't, we're going to do in the next week or two a show on insecurity. I want to thank everyone for listening. I'd love to hear from you, get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now remember, here's some sports quotes from athletes and a coach. Alex Rodriguez, therapy can be a good thing. It can be therapeutic. Isn't that a wonderful quote from very deep uh, from Alex Rodriguez? Here's another one. Jason Kidd, when he took over the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, said, we're going to turn this team around 360 degrees. Another earth-shaking quote from sports. All right. Hopefully, uh, we'll, I, I think we'll probably end up doing the insecurity one and then the sports psychology one after that. I hope everybody has a great week. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.